Kia ora whanau. welcome to another Deep Dive on the podcast, and this korero was awesome. I got to sit down with D'Angelo Martin, aka Tuturu Māori, and we had a mean korero. We talked about his journey with Te Reo Māori, moving to uh, Tamaki Makoto, and all of his mahi with uh, the hui and Māori television. It's a good yarn. Uh, lock in. We're live. Another deep dive on the on the podcast, and uh, I'm with the bro D'Angelo, aka Tuturu Māori. Eh? Tuturu. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, Tuturu Māori, bro. My man, I appreciate you hopping on, but I wanted to start, bro, with uh, no hair queer or or cool white queer, bro. Give give us oh, a point yeah. at all, bro. Um, that's always the first question, eh? Like, <laughs> and it, it depends on on the person on how um how far they want to go into it but in, a, in, in hindsight kia to find out my name's um d'angelo martin um i'm 23 um born and raised in kaitai in the far north so no muri whenua hau te rarawa kaiwhare taku iwi um i te taha o taku papa no te awatipua o whanganui um and then I've also got connections down to Waikato Tainui as well on my nan side. So, um, but grew up predominantly um, in the Naughty North, um, the far, <laughs> far, far swear word North. Um, <laughs> and my upbringing was, um, yeah, it was, was choice, bro. Grew up at, um, grew up fully in Te Reo Māori, Ngātikunga Māori, Te Ao Māori, f- from Kohanga all the way um, to my high school years, mm. and um, just been trying to chug along. Currently living in uh, Tamaki Makoto, and um, with me and my my partner and my son. And um, at the moment, my um, nine to five as a as a journalist, but I'm a contractor, so got my hands in uh, many cookie jars. <laughs> hey, this guy, this guy, fingers in all the pies, bro. Um, oh, mean, bro. I I didn't know you were from up the far north. I'm I'm from the Waikato. I'm from um, Whangamata, which is kind of the edge of the Waikato and uh, Bay of Plenty. I guess it's kind oh, of like on the intersection. Um, so small town vibes, bro. Hey, well, Kaitaia, small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. It's um, the population when I was growing up there was around. 12 to 13,000, give or take. It's probably increased now. It's probably sitting at like 18,000 people. Um, that's including the outskirts as well. Um, yeah. And the neighboring, neighboring rural uh, towns. But um, yeah, grew up in Qatar, bro. Um, everyone thinks it's a pretty hard out place, bro. Like, you know, we were quite, kind of in the news quite a bit um, in the last six to eight years yeah um just on and off with different problems but um to me home's homey um i you know i wish i got the chance to grow up um in other places where my like for example where my dad was from and whanganui and um you know back in down in waikato as well where my nan and my mum's from but um nah was lucky enough to grow up uh up home up north and um yeah that's where I kind of learnt everything, and yeah, bro. you know, you are you are your environment, bro. And um, my environment was pretty out there, so <laughs> hard, cause hard. Well, it's it's, it's funny, bro, because like I um now that you live in Tamaki, which part of Tamaki? Uh west. I live out in Te Atatū South. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um 
Oh yeah, so I can't really talk, bro. I'm on the North Shore, but um, we, bro, growing up in Fongamata, I reckon you can relate, bro. When you move to Auckland, man, it's a trip, eh? Like it's like, yeah. hang on a minute. What do you mean I can't rock my socks and slides to the supermarket without yeah. getting the odd look? Or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, all good. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I um, I moved when I uh, a week after I turned eighteen, bro, from Kaitaia, so. I moved down here um, and I was studying uh, Māori performing arts at Te Wānanga Aotearoa. It was only a one-year course. Um, uh, it was kind of my escape route <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of home, bro. Um, and, yeah, it took me like a good one year, bro, or, you know, just to really adjust my bearings to the way of how to live in Tāmaki, bro. You know, coming from like one-way one-way roads and gravel roads, bro, to, like, um, multi-lane motorways and multi... Uh, <laughs> traffic lights. <laughs> yeah, traffic lights, bro, uh, multicultural um, surroundings and places, bro, and, you know, it kind of takes a while to to adjust to that, bro, and I didn't even realise how um, different it was living from a, you know, living from Kota in the far north to coming down here and you have to have a schedule, you have to be like an hour ahead of things. Um, you know, you have to plan your stuff for the day. If you if not, you you'll get stuck in traffic, you'll all these things, bro. And so it took me like yeah, a good one year, bro, to to really adjust to the way um of how to live down here in Tamaki. But after that, um it got easier. Um but then, you know, you grow up and you're like for do I really want to live here for my whole life? Or hundred, hundred. So it's a little, it's, yeah. There's sacrifices to the reason why I moved down, but um, I've been down here since eighteen now, so it's like maybe a good five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's I, I was the exact same, bro. I, I moved here when I was eighteen as well, like probably like about a week after as well, maybe two weeks yeah, after. Means. I'm twenty four now, but um, yeah, I, I totally relate, bro. The schedule thing, like in Fungamata, if It'd be the same up from where you're from. Like, <laughs> if it's longer than five minutes to get somewhere, that's a mission. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> bro. Now I'm like on Google Maps, like, oh sweet, under thirty minutes. Chair, yeah. like, mean. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's now that's normal, eh? Like, anything after thirty, you're just like, far out. But then you go back up home and you do a thirty minute trip, bro, and it's like, fuck, that was ages. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> bro. I actually, bro, I love up north, man. I've only been. Further than um, Whangarei probably once, and we went right up to um, oh, we passed Kaitaia. Where were we? Shipwreck yeah. Cove was near. So where's that, bro? That was close. Yeah, up at, like Hauhora. Yeah, uh, maybe. Pukenui. Yeah, yeah. I think we we're up those ways. And yeah, bro, yeah. I loved it, bro. Up north was so serene. I reckon for any Kiwis listening to this, bro, that haven't been up north, even for because I went and we went for like a summer roadie. Yeah, it's been about a week up there. It is beautiful, man. Like, even just the beach. Like, I remember we drove our ute onto the beach, and like, just got our surfboards out and went surfing. There's heaps of seaweed though. I don't know if that's normal. Maybe it's just the beach we're at. But, yeah, um, no, that's quite normal up home. Yeah, uh, um, like, not most of the beaches up home, eh? Like, they're pretty underrated. They're not really known about. Like, not much people. Like, they know the typical ahipara and. Out yeah. on the east coast, it's like Taipa, um, Mamunui. But when you go further north, like past Kaitaia, there's there's some mean beaches, bro. And um, summertime is when 
when everyone starts to you know tiki tour around the place and we get um we get crowded with um out of town as we like to call them the jeffers bro the jeffers <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they're all good bro like they're quite respectful and um yeah. you know they're just wanting to have a summer good summer summertime in the far far north so um <laughs> if i was to because i go back up there i try to go back up there every summer yeah um you know for diving and stuff there's always um there's always tourists like coming up to to buy parlor and Guinness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like this one summer, bro, me and yeah. my mates, we went out for a dive and um we only had enough money for gas money to get to the beach because it was past Kaitai, bro. I think it was up in like Ottawa or Hindo, Henderson Beach. Yeah, yeah. We were hungry as after the dive, eh? And far up. Um <laughs> these tourists we just cracked it. Um we had like kinners and, and and stuff, and these tourists came over and like, oh, what's that? Like, oh, sea urchins, but we also got powers, but they weren't powers, bro. They were just um, they were just um, water snails. And <laughs> yeah, we we called them powers, bro. And felt felt wretched afterwards, but we got to feed anyways. Nah, they, um, <laughs> they um, yeah, they were like, oh, abalone, you mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, abalone's. <laughs> my bro my bro gave them to them bro and like they gave us like 80 bucks eh? <laughs> like <That's for> two... <laughs> we went to the fish and chip shop and got a mean feed and that was Boy. a successful day bro. Boy, but, how good but you know like we also gave them some kinder if that makes it um you know nah bro it... you guys are you guys are in the wrong brother <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's a good yarn bro like uh, bro i remember that because the kaimoana up there like ah uh, where were we? And we got some uh, mussels. Can't remember. And um, the people were staying with the cooked up a mean feed with with some mussels, eh? And it was like, oh, bro, so good, man. Yeah, they're pretty lucky up there. Those who still stay up there, eh? They got kaimoana for days. Pigs are still running around in the bush. Yeah. Um, all my mates, that's all they do, eh? So it's it's quite a unique lifestyle bro but it's nothing new to us yeah hard hard how do you find bro when like um just even the fact that you've moved away from the boys um and and all your and, and the whanau as well living in tamaki like have you did you get a bit of homesickness bro even in the early days yeah bro hard who wouldn't um my mum and dad still stay up there and my younger siblings I and my nan and that, um, mm. and most of my bros, eh? So, yeah, the earlier stages when I first moved down. Oh, it wasn't on the first year, bro, because I was just running off uh, adrenaline, I guess. It was a big buzz, bro. Hard. Uh, buzzing out at traffic, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you Jamming know, like, my FM, like, boy, yeah, you've bro, got my like, FM on. <laughs> yeah, just simple, simple stuff like that, going into the city, bro, and, you know, just being in awe of, of my surroundings and it was different, bro. And every time I would go up home, bro, like um that was a chance to like re energize and reground myself. But I'd always tell my mates, hey, like, oh, it's pretty mean living in Tanaki. But the flip side of that it's um I realized like, you know, living off a study link and like yeah. you only got I've only I only had like eighty bucks to my name, sixty bucks went to rent. 10 bucks on gas when gas was cheap and then 20 bucks for kai for like um a week bro like so uh the flip side of that was like yeah it's me living in tamaki but it's not me living in 
tamaki broke. So yeah, my mates would um my mates knew that I like was struggling financially down down here just for those first two years, bro. Like, but I just I I, I was um always like self determined and self motivated, bro. And like I wanted to make something of myself. Yeah, I don't want to like work um at the mill, which is or at Packies and the butcher and cutting up meat and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. I wanted to do something with my life, bro. Yeah, because yeah. um, life's too short, bro, and um, it's you get stuck in a rut um if you continue living in in a safe environment or you know not going out of your environment to grow, bro. So, uh, although I was struggling, bro, like I, I always knew that I'll, you know, it's too early to either relocate back up home and I've only just started to see things and do things and but to answer your question bro yeah hard I missed my mates eh? I, I missed my mum I missed my dad's cooking like just those simple things bro boil up and stuff eh um yeah. and that's my missus um just simple stuff like that bro I would would yearn for that but um you get used to it bro like I got used to it um I got pretty pretty chubby. <laughs> yeah. Bro, takeaways was my best mate, eh? Like when you bro. first moved down here. Yeah, when I first moved down here, we we only ha- we only have McDonald's and um, KFC up home. Yeah. Um, so like trying different stuff. Bro. Like, <laughs> this game is over. <laughs> it's mean, and I thought I was fit during school. Well, I was like I had a high metabolism, but yeah. as soon as I left school, bro, I was like. <laughs> Make the most of that city fitness card, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel that because we had we only had Subway in Fongamata. Oh yeah, we had Subway. Yeah, and so, bro, for for me, it was the same. It was like, you mean I can go to Macca's whenever I want? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, hard. That was that was a buzz for me. And when I started getting money to my name, like working a nine to five in retail, the the simple things like actually having to just go to a takeaway store and order your own kai bro, like without worrying what what what's left in the bank bro, like that, yeah. bro, that filled my heart, eh? <laughs> and your puku, bro, and your gut, yeah, and my puku, too, <laughs> just stuff like that, bro. Like, cause I, you know, wasn't that fortunate growing up. I, McDonald's or McDonald's and KFC were like a main treat, eh? Like, fuck, yeah. you get McDonald's or KFC for dinner, like. Yeah, we're on. on. Yeah. Um, but um, now it's just at my disposal, which is pretty bad because yeah, yeah. But that's when yeah, it's the balance, and that's when self discipline comes in, eh? Mm. But um, bro, I'm I like what you're talking about when you're talking like you know you wanted to come and you actually wanted to um make something for your life, bro, down here, and like mean as like starting off at Tewananga. I'm actually studying at Tewananga at the moment, only part time, but um. Um, but anyone that's wants a, like an entry into into something, um, talking like te ao or te reo Māori, good start, good starting place. Hey, um, but bro, tell me about your mahi with the hui, bro, because I, I, when I came across that, it's some pretty uh, pretty sick stuff you're up to with with those guys. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I've been a Juno for like four years now. But next year will be five, I think. Um, started when I was nineteen, bro. Um, and I fell into it by mistake, eh? Like, yeah. 
I, I, I had a gap year from study because um, I was broke, so I needed money to still stay down here. Been to work at like retail. Um, hated it, bro. It was like boring as. I think I, I was like one of two Māori at my my workplace, bro. It was in Maratina, Newland. Um, shout yeah. out, shout out, to, shout out to that place. Maratin, never buy better. <laughs> is that there? Is that their slogan? <laughs> I forgot. But, um, <laughs> Come I, on, bro. This guy, <laughs> you only work there. <laughs> I was there for a year, bro, and um, I was selling barbecues and tables and furniture, bro. Um, and um, I quit. I quit after a year, and my partner, she's Vietnamese. We went to Vietnam. I went there to meet her parents in 2019 <laughs> and I quit just before our trip. So we were going over there for almost a month until so I quit, bro. And I was applying for all these jobs before we left. And um, while I was over there, I got like a lot of callbacks or emails saying that I ate free for an interview, but I didn't make it, bro. So when we got back from Vietnam, um, I was unemployed for like two, almost three months, bro just chilling <laughs> mm-hmm. my partner was working full-time she was um she's a chef she was working at a restaurant um and she was getting pretty a whole with me so yeah. she um went behind my back bro and multi tv was hiring like they were hiring for new reporters she went behind my back and applied for me bro um she applied for me and um i didn't even know yeah i got they gave me a call back and asked what time would I be free for an interview, bro? And I was like, hey, fuck, I didn't even... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to them and I was like, hey, who... when, did I... like, when did I send this application? <laughs> like, oh, like last week. Like, oh, oh, hang on, I'll confirm soon. And yeah, found out my missus, yeah. she applied for me there, bro, and I got the job. <laughs> That's what I mean by falling in it by mistake, bro. Didn't yeah, grow up wanting yeah. to be a journalist, eh? I got the job, learned stuff on the job, bro. I was I was at Fakata Māori for two years and bro fell in love with it, eh? Like just the just the ability to um tell stories from a Māori lens, one. Um mm. talk to people um that in the hope of um having an impact on their lives, two. Um staying grounded in my culture, bro, because then I done that gap year for Mahi. Um, because I was only one of two Māori at the workplace, like I kind of lost, uh, uh, I lost touch with Mataha Māori a little bit, bro. Yeah, I was only I was only speaking predominantly Pākehā, um, wasn't feeling Māori, like just all these all these things, bro. And then got a job at Fakata Māori, and then started speaking Māori like every day. Um, started conversating Māori every day, doing my scripts and stuff in Māori, bro. So. Yeah. That's when I um, that's when I uh, recharged, bro, and it was mean. I was there for two years, um, and then um, the aunties at the hui, bro, I called them the aunties. They um, yeah, yeah. they rang me and hit me up to see if I'll be keen to um cross over and work for them. So they're on the Great Southern production, and we contract our um our show to TV three. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, I was like, yeah, hard mean. So. I was working in daily news at Fakata Māori, so that's just telling stories every day on the daily. Um, we're switching over to the hui. It's more um, current affairs, bro, so getting a bit more time to work on a story, um, longer format, 
um, and it's a skill on it's a skill in itself. Eh? like it's yeah, yeah. way way different from a one minute thirty story that you put together on the day, go out and shoot it, script it, cut it um, that same day, to like a six to eight minute story where you have like maybe two maybe three days to film it um a week maybe to to script and put it into edit before it goes to air um and it's a mean buzz bro like i'm i'm enjoying it at the moment and it's just the the ability to do contracting bro so yeah just yeah. contract it over to them so that just gives me um just more time to do other stuff bro like contracting get other mahi going and so yeah Mm, yeah it's cool man how much like mahitahi or, or i guess kutahi tanga is happening in that bro like are you are you doing it all or is you are you like with a group of people putting the story together if you're talking like let's talk about like the longer story yeah, yeah. ones are you what like which part of the the wheel are you bro are you just the face of it or do you get right in there and the uh, majority of the time bro like you you're in charge of your own stories so right that's from researching to finding talent to um, sorting out when and where it's going to happen. Um, you're in charge of that, and then or I'm in charge of that, and then going out to film it, it'll just be often me and the cameraman um, who will go out for a few days, and then coming back and in terms of scripting, that'll be me as well, like cutting up all the grabs and oh, listening to the grabs, transcribing all of that. That'll be me, and then I'll do a rough script, um, and then we hand it over to our editor. Um, from there, it'll be changed a bit from um, our producers, my boss and stuff, and then back into the edit. And then so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like 60, 40, I think, bro, like 60%, yeah, yeah. and you'll have to go out and do, do all of that, um, that mahi. And then bringing it back, bro, it's a collective approach. Um, everyone's got ideas, bro, and then you know you write what your ideas are first and foremost and then you um like send it off to another person to perhaps view it she might have some suggestions and then the editor might have some suggestions um and it's all just to make it the best story possible bro um and i like that collective approach bro. it's 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 mean like yeah you know you don't feel like you're 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 drowning because <laughs> yeah, some stories yeah. can get quite um they can get get quite complex in a way where um, this person may have a different opposing view. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's always about sitting on the type of bro and just Aye. making sure that you're leveled on the type and not going too far down on one end um, as opposed to going to the other side. So it's always about trying to find common ground, bro. And um, that's the beauty of journalism, I guess. Um, and from doing it from 19 to now, from 23 now, um, yeah, it's made me appreciate um, the whakaaro that everyone's got a um, story, bro. Hi. Uh, it's just a matter of fine-tuning that story to see if it um, adds value to or if you're going to add value to them, vice versa. So, yeah, I, I like that um, whakaaro and there's there's always a story and uh, um there's always a story you just gotta gotta um dive deep into you gotta find, find it eh? yeah story yeah. angle 
Yeah, I like that, bro. I like the whole idea of that, like just that collaboration too, bro. Because it just just means you're not in the waka on your own, you know. Yeah, um, you're all. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a fakatoki around that, but yeah, I'm. Sure, I, I reckon it's just when you're all paddling in the same direction. <laughs> you yeah, know. Waka eke no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the collective strengths, eh? Yeah. Um, bro, oh, bro, I tell you what, bro. I mean, I'm, I bet you have stories on the go galore. But over here in Taraki Pai Whenua, I don't know how much um stuff you've ever covered just as the hui on Taraki Pai Whenua, But bro, we've got an interesting thing at the moment where the like North Shore Taraki Pai Whenua is so transient in terms of iwi that um. It's real hard to like build those connections with, um, for example, I'm a kayaker, right? And I am, um, and one of the, my roles is I do like kapahaka at our school and stuff. And something we're always keen to do is like explore the whakapapa of the land, the whenua on the North Shore and the iwi and stuff. But it's, it's super hard to do on the North Shore. Like yeah. there's no, well, there's the awataha marae, but we won't go into that court at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's there's not really any marae um, on the yeah. shore. There's the iwis, like when you talk to Maori families here now, a lot of them are um, like they're, they're whakapapa, they whakapapa back to, you know, the hokianga or, or to yeah. the waikato. Like the, there's, there's not like this huge, like there is history here on the North Shore, but it's hard to find. It's like real like niche. Yeah. Um, How many Māori live there, bro? Or, like, I, roughly? Is there quite a few? I don't I don't know the percentage. Like, definitely less than other parts of Auckland, for sure. Yeah. But then there's areas like Beach Haven, Birkenhead, um, and Glenfield. Like, there's lots of Māori. Um, um, North Coat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's also lots of, like, other, like, on the North Shore, there's heaps of Korean families. Yeah, yeah. South African families. Um, all of that stuff. Um. But yeah, it's it's maybe bro, maybe a little hooey, hooey um story about Taraki Pai Finor and what what are the roots here? Maybe it's been done. I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I've, it, it's quite hard eh, when you feel disconnected from your your place where you live at the moment. Eh? Like, I I think I don't know if there's a marae out here. Oh yeah, there's like um Waititi and that, but like yeah, dominant yeah. like here in um like Teatatu. Because um, there's quite a lot of Māori here too, bro. But I guess they'll all just go over to Waititi. But um, it'll be different in the shore, bro. Like, I can understand the, um, you're almost like trying to find where you belong. Like, you know how if you live in, um, like, because I used to live out south, like, yeah, you know, you know, all the Māoris live out in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was mean, bro, like, it's good to have that communal space or that, you know, that little um, that little village where you know that you feel safe and you feel Māori, bro. Um, I guess it'll be the same over in the shore, bro. You don't actually know if there's quite enough, um, not resources, but quite enough enough areas for Māori to go to places to be Māori. And I think the whakapapa aspect of that, I, I'm not too sure it might be Ngati Pawa. Um, yep, yeah, Ngati Pawa's here. Yeah, um, but they're quite a big iwi, eh? so. Yeah, it's it's a complicated one, eh? Like, the other thing. I've never, even, I've, I've never even been to Awataha, bro. I'm not going to go into it, but I've, I've always seen it, like, going up north, the marae and stuff, and I'm like, fuck, that's a mean marae. <laughs> I've never actually been there, bro, but, yeah, maybe... Um, Maybe there's um, would there be a chance to make another marae there or no? Nah? 
Yeah, bro. Well, at the moment, so my uh, my kayako at um, Te Wānanga, he's actually a local guy, Matua Shannon Leilua. He, um, he's spearheading a project in Beach Haven. Um, they're oh, trying, they're, they've been given land now and stuff, but oh, it's man. been like in the works for ages to build a marae in Beach Haven. Um, but the thing is, bro, like he was saying, like there's Māori in like Beach Haven, for example, where their tangi's in the garage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, and there's like Māori, Māori kids that are, you know, you know what it's like, bro. You but you go up north to to for, for tangi or whatever, or you've got your marae. Um, I'm assuming up there. Yeah. You know what it's like to live on the marae. I actually know because I saw your TikTok about. I think it was like you guys were like when you're asleep at a totoku. Ah, totoku, tokotoku. Um, what's the what's the kupu, bro? When you're having the kōrero on the night. Oh, tokotoku. Um, yeah, tokotoku night. Yeah, and then you're like you wake up and like oh yep we're singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, there's Maori kids, bro, that have never had a marae. That they don't know what it, how to. They don't. They've never had marae. You know. So mm. yeah, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit sad. I guess that's that comes with that urban drift, eh? Like, um, there needs to be more, um, more things in place to ensure that Maori feel at home, bro. Um. And all parts of Tamaki, I guess, bro. Like that's sad, having a having a tangi in a garage, and that's quite sad. Not um, not even knowing what a marae is or the protocols and tikanga of a marae, bro. So that that comes with the sacrifice, I guess, if you're willing to make that urban urban um, drift here into Tamaki. I was fortunate, bro, that up home there's heaps of marae, <laughs> yeah. like. You know, every iwi has or every hapu has their own marae. So yeah, tangis for days. Yeah. Um kaupapa marae for days. Um you don't realise, you know, when you go to these things like, oh I have to go to another one of these. You don't realise at the time, bro, but like when you get older, eh, you're like, oh, actually that was mean, just the fact to be able to do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the taumata, um, have a feed help out at the back and stuff like that, bro. You actually miss it, eh? Yeah. And then you live in Auckland, bro, and you go back home, they call you city slickers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But it's true, bro. Yeah, you do lose your touch on that, on those things. And I um, I actually miss it, just simple things like that. I haven't been back up home to much kaupapa at a marae in ages. Yeah, when you do, bro, do you fight it all on the tomato or the pai pai often? Uh, like yeah, if I'm standing for my fano, I was kind of one of the only ones in my fano that um carried on with my deal, bro. And no disrespect to like my older brothers and and that, but um they went to go find mahi just to support their fano and stuff. Um, whereas I wanted to at least keep the side of me going and burning bread because you know you spend all your life at a kohanga kura kaupapa whare kura yeah um, and that's that's actually a common problem bro like we all we we, we do all this um, things at kura and stuff and then um, often um, after kura we're not actually um, well equipped enough to to stay grounded in our te ao Māori bro so like my brothers for example my older brothers they um went to go and find normal working jobs, which is all good, like better, bro. Um hey, hey Fifi Putia Moto Motarato Fano. One's living in Australia, one's in Tauranga. Um 
but you know they've kind of um been a bit disconnected from te, te ao Māori, bro and it's um so for me like i'm the middle child of my whanau bro like yeah or every kaupapa that we go to um yeah it's, it's kind of often um you i assume that it, it'll have to be me but i don't mind it bro like um there's a bit of breaking tikanga there where it should be my like my older brothers or my dad to to do it for us but you know they don't really um they haven't been drilled enough in in, in that respect to be able to stand confidently on the, on the marae or on the taumata um whereas i love that stuff bro like growing up and even in my classroom bro like i had a lot of mates grew up with me at kura and stuff but they weren't really like liking kura yeah 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 <laughs> and on our last year like three of my bros my my, my bros um that i grew up together with they all went to a mainstream kura up up home on their last two years like they went to kora college oh yeah and i stayed i stayed and finished my year out at, at, at my kura at niwa. um and it was it was pretty dumb bro like <laughs> i was like because I, I grew up with those fellas and um you know they they were over they were over learning maori bro they were they felt like they weren't getting anywhere and in, in learning maori they didn't like kapahaka whereas i was opposite bro. i loved i loved hakas i still do hakas today um i loved um real maori class bro i hated english loved real maori class <laughs> yeah. hated math love love tikanga ahiwi which is learning about um uh social studies as they like to call it bro. i love that stuff bro yeah man. but my mates say like they were switched off bro and yeah but but now i catch up with them sometimes and they they always say far i wished we stayed true <laughs> yeah because they at, at Koroa college on their last year they didn't do nothing like they were just seniors they they kind of finished most of their studies off at the um first half of the year so only like last six months of school they were just going to play sports and stuff yeah yeah um and i guess they didn't see a future in te reo maori bro like that was a common thing back then even prior to that um they didn't see any value in learning te reo bro but yeah i've caught up with um some of them um and some of them say yeah like oh, we wish we stayed like yeah and would have been you know a bit different Oh, well, cuz you yeah, made well, the choice. There's yeah. <laughs> always uh, fun to learn, my bro. You can do the, <laughs> do the night studies at the one. Bro, I um, I also saw, bro, like you're talking about kapaka and your love for for, for those things in the real Māori. I, I saw you are pretty good with the old uh, Mōrāko, bro. Oh, just swinging it around, bro. Like I've, <laughs> I've got no... um. Uh, I'm not connected to any um, 42 toll or anything, bro. It's just been um, swinging it around all <laughs> And yeah. I always get um, intimidated, bro, when I like go into those spaces because they actually know what they're doing, bro. Where, um, You're just I'm winging just, it. Just swinging it, bro. I wish I... um, I, There's always time to step into that round, bro. Um, you reckon but, um, you will? Hopefully... I was supposed to, I've been wanting to, because I've moved out west now, um, I've been wanting to suss some classes out at Waititi um, for next year, bro. Or Waititi or out, out in Ranui, um at the, at the Kura Kaupapa Māori or Te Kotuku. But they train at yeah, Waititi, bro. But yeah, it's a, 
I wish I was born into it, bro. Like, you know, yeah. I only like doing it because oh, I look cool. <laughs> yeah. But like, I had no like whanau that you know has yeah. a background in Morocco or anything, bro. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse. Mm. Um, but I wish I was taught taught properly at a young age, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I learned the basics during Kapahaka. Like, there's always the basic stuff, but um, I just wish I was um kind of bred into it so that I, you know, that, that I could um, grow up doing it. But at the moment, bro, yeah, like I said, it's just swinging it around and making it look cool. But um, Kapahaka, yep. I've been doing Kapahaka for ages, bro. It's, um keeps me keeps me grounded, bro. I started doing it when I was like 14. Oh, for like a senior group, but still yeah. done it through like kura and stuff. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, been jamming for senior group for like since I was fourteen. So we've we just had practice in the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it's been yeah. I can't bro. wait for can't wait for Matatini, bro. Yeah, man. I um, yeah, our group just uh, we just performed at uh, we had like a we had a, like a hakari for Mahuru Māori at uh, Kura, and um, they were keen as a eh, the the kids the kids were keen as to get their four songs. They did uh, what did they do? They did Rona. Yeah. Uh Kapioyoi, classic. Kapioyoi um, slaps. Yeah, bro. Oh, hard, <laughs> hard out. Um, oh, what else did we do? Oh, Toya. Um, oh, yeah. Uh what was the first one though? Oh, we um we sung Fakatakataho. Yeah. More of like a himine, I guess, or a um Fakatoki, yeah. but um, but the boys, like the girls are the the kotero are mean with their poi at the moment, but the the boys we've um got a whole bunch of broom handles, like you know, yeah. like the Classic, right? Classic uh, budget tire, and um, we've just spray painted them all, and um, yeah, we're keen to do some moraka with them, but we don't really know. Me and Fire Bella, she's uh, she's awesome. We uh, we're kind of like, where do we start with these these tama? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with morako. Um, just even just to have it in one of our, um, yeah, we don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that's um. So I don't wanna. You don't want to do it wrong, eh? But you also, exactly. you know, you also want them to at least have a knowledge base of of what it is and simple things like what is it, arco, and even with a tire, what's a tire. But <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that do Murako these days, bro. That um actually teach it through school, so that may be an option, bro. Like totally. actually under Te Faretu Tawa as well. One of my mates, he was doing that for a little bit. I don't know if he's doing it still, but he was just going around Kura and doing Modako classes with him, but it's um it's quite a it's quite a um it's quite a mean buzz eh, like Modako and I I remember um there was a that show like back in the day where they would go to like Makoya Island um out with Wetini and that and it was like a um it was like a fucker tie bro. Like you would have mm. like um different different men from around the Motu go to Makoya Island um, do all these different whittle and the, and the final showdown will be like this person against that person jamming out bro like I used to watch that heaps my yeah. uncle Brendan he was on that too sure but he got toast up <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro I think uh, the, at the moment we've just been teaching them tikanga around you know around Morako and where you point it and what you where you don't hold it and yeah, good. I think we've just been doing Maui and Mato <laughs> you know that game yeah yeah Um, at this stage Baby steps. Is that at Lucky Pie Fenua, bro? At the Kura? Oh, oh. Yeah, at, yeah, at the Kura I, I teach at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 
gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Um, bro, but speaking of like Morocco and stuff, this is this is how I knew when I came across this I knew, bro, I've got to get this guy on the podcast. Is your TikToker, your TikTok stuff. Yeah. And yeah. um I saw one video, bro, where you were like, yo, what was it? You were talking about um growing up in a small town, whatever. And you were like, Oh, Jeremiah Skucks, why don't you go and talk to her, bro? Something like that. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Skucks this guy because bro like when i moved to auckland no one used the word skucks um except me <laughs> um i was like bro this guy's the man crack up um bro your tiktoks are funny as g well actually i've seen them on instagram so i don't know if they're TikToks yeah, or yeah. just instagram reels i don't know where you post yeah. them um where'd you come up with it bro where, where did you start to go bro i'm gonna gonna start doing these like little skits and bro i was um like before all the other um like before the other bros started doing bids and stuff, bro. Like I was probably one of the OGs in, in NZ. I started in like 2014, 2015, bro, when hey, when um man. when um like just Jimmy was was making vids like Jimmy Jackson back in those days. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I was a, I was I was like fifteen, bro, like when I when I was just mucking around making skits at the back in my backyard, bro. Um and just doing it just because, bro, like I was <laughs> one bored, two had like all, <laughs> all these random ideas, bro. But, um, yeah, so like 20, 2015, bro, is when I like started making vids in there. And then, um, then it started like getting okay. And, um, 2016, 2017 was like, I guess when I peaked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you peaked. <laughs> yeah, I had like, um, I done this one video. I think it was like types of hackers, hacker people. Like I done that, and then over overnight, bro, we had like thirty something thousand likes or something like that, bro, and like yeah, ten thousand shares or something like that. And that was just overnight, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> made it, made it. <laughs> but um, just doing it just cause, bro. Like I didn't actually have a reason, eh? Um, I kind of found a reason when I carried on doing it. It was just a way to um, give humor to serious topics, I guess, or yeah, topics that were kind of um, a little bit like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do it, but I've done it anyways. <laughs> it was it was just to give humor around tikanga, bro, like um, just your typical life as a Māori, bro. Um, things that we find serious, I like to i like to tweak it and i like to play around with it bro but in all in, in all seriousness like when i'm doing it myself you know there's a there's a time and place for it but there's also a time and place to observe and to like oh yeah no that's a moment oh like oh yeah that's a scenario and then just bro because people are too serious these days bro hard out hard out especially within tell maori i guess there is a place for being serious like you have to kind of um grow up someday um yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah. i just don't like it um being forcefully serious like why why are you always aggro yeah hard. i like i like bro i like um yeah i like it like even i saw one the other day and you um you were i was like oh dad uh can so and so come over for dinner he's like yeah yeah son we're having boil up and the guy the you, you obviously it's all you but the friend was like oh nah not keen on that, eh? Or something. Yeah. And I was just like, 
bro, that's so true because that's like that is a scenario. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, like, ah, get in here. You're cooking it now. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever. I can't remember what happened, but you know what I mean. Like, it is true because it is like, um, even the bro, your bro, um, oh, his name escapes me, but he's done some tikanga videos on on YouTube. Oh, tell. Yeah, yeah, and they're good, man. Like they're like low key funny but serious too you know yeah well that's it bro like um how to you know we're, we're descendants of maui bro like maui was a nanakia so we still have to like have that element with now um we still have to have that element of just like to fine tuning our, our tikanga to to best suit us bro like you know everyone's got a sense of humor it's just about trying to figure out how to um play with it a little bit bro because yeah i don't like i can't be too serious all day bro like for, when i'm working yeah like when i've got my mahi head on yeah but i still crack jokes bro like i still think funny shit and then i'm like oh but that's probably dry ass but <laughs> i'll find it funny and that's yeah. it comes out best when it's natural bro like <laughs> i don't like to forcefully be funny i just like finding funny moments and i'm just like fuck you that's pretty crack up but <laughs> Doing it for so long, bro. I've actually, I've actually taken a step back to just chill, bro. Um, and I think I've grown up a little bit. Like it's that's you know, there's a time to grow up, and I've grown up a little bit, bro. Like I've um, there's different certain things like having a son. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't want to lose that side of me, bro. But uh, um, then again, I I just wanna. I've got priorities now, I guess, bro. Like back in the day when it was just me, when I was single as well, bro. Like I was just. I had a lot of time, bro. And now that I've got a partner and my beautiful partner and my son, bro, look, I try and invest a lot of my time into them, bro. They keep me grounded now, bro. And I love watching my son grow up, bro. Like he's like a, a he's like the epitome of me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. And every time I get like a little bit pissed off at some things that he do that he does or doesn't have any ears, bro, I gotta remember that I was probably exactly like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. then I just step back, bro, and I'm like, oh, no, actually. That was probably me too. Now you're all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I did see, I saw one you you put up, and he like smoked you in the face, and I was just like cracking up. Yeah, like, yeah, boom. bro. He's, oh, he's got he's got hands, eh, bro? <laughs> bro, he wants to throw down, bro. What yeah. um, what have you learned, bro? Like, I know you're talking about reprioritizing stuff, but when you become um a father, like that changes everything. Like, lots lots of my mates have becoming fathers at the moment, you know and mothers and uh they change man and in good ways you know um, yeah yeah you have you you have to choose to change bro like you know there's a there's borderline where you can either remain the same you can keep doing the same stuff you can but when you have a son bro or when you have a kid in general you have to make that choice yourself bro and a lot of often some people don't actually make that decision until a bit later on bro like they're still stuck in living just thinking that it's just them bro when i when i had my son bro um like it was it wasn't planned so it was a little bit unexpected bro for me and my partner and um we had just like i just started working at modi tv as a reporter bro like we mm. had just moved to another fuddy um out in beachlands like we were just kind of starting to get on our feet bro and then I was, then then my partner fell pregnant, and I was a little bit lost at that time, bro. Like, not gonna lie, because um, I was pretty focused on um, 
guess myself, I guess in a way, Brad, to be quite honest. Um, it took me a little bit to kind of adjust to the fact that I was going to be a father. Um, and when I found, like, it didn't take ages. It maybe only took like a day or two. Yeah. But <laughs> prior to that, bro, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Well, life's gonna change forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I, I wasn't um, oh, I wasn't looking at the beauty of having a kid, bro. I was just like, fire up. I'm pretty broke as it is, and certain things like that, bro. And I think we need to normalize this conversation, bro. They're like, we're not actually really ourselves. Like, no one's really hard. And when I got told that, bro, I was like, yeah, like totally not really. Um. But that's what I mean. But everyone's got to make the decision to change, bro. And like, I sat down with my parents, bro, and like told them, and I was freaking out. Um, and they gave me some comfort, bro. And you know, they said it's going to be all good. My mum had my older brother when she was like fifteen. Mm. Um, so I thought I was too young. I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they gave me words of comfort, bro. And when I was kind of um, confident enough and saying, "Oh yeah, now let's." let's do this then my, my bro my babe my my partner she was like yeah nah, because she was keen she always wanted she always wanted to have a good bro yeah um and then that changed bro like i there was a mental shift in, in my head bro that was like nah i've actually gotta like grow up i've gotta i can't be mucking around with a low-paying job anymore like i've got to find some proper money like Maori TV was doing good for me mm. um, but I've still got to be consistent bro like I can't I can't keep st um, stagnant I can't keep stationary or yeah. stationed sorry at one place bro I just got to keep moving bro because oh, he's with me for 18 years until he decides to move out so you know for these next 18 years bro I want to try and give him a uh, life that I didn't have bro or something in terms of just simple values that um, I I wasn't fortunate enough to have now, you know, because of so uh, the way my current circumstances at home and not being the the best financially within my Fano, and so I wanted to try and um, change that, bro. And I've I've been trying to break cycles within my Fano, bro, and like drinking now, consuming alcohol a lot a lot in the weekends is one thing that I've yeah um kind of cut out, bro, like been like that for the last almost a year now um oh, hardly drink bro like maybe awesome, one every, one every four months or something like that bro i don't like i'm not keen to go out anymore i'd rather just stay home and chill with my whanau bro so when i had when i had my son bro like yeah pretty proud eh? pretty yeah. pretty proud pretty pretty stoked um and it's just a forever learning journey because i'm still growing up too bro so me growing up and having to um, help someone else um, grow up <laughs> yeah. and look after and, and take care of, bro, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, man. Oh, well, kia kaha on that, because it's like, bro, like there would be people listening to this right now, bro, that are in the exact same spot you were in, freaking out that they've got a kid on the way or whatever, you know? Yeah, facts. And it's... Um, it's bro, you learn heaps, say eh? like, and I found a new appreciation for my partner too, bro. Like giving birth is like another level of mana to me, bro. Yeah, bro. And when when she had when she brought our son into the world, bro, I was like, "Fuck, you're tough, G." 
<laughs> did you say that? Did you say that? Oh, gee, you're tough ass, are you? Yeah, yeah. Me and my partner, bro, we got like a weird ass relationship. Hey, like, I, I, I treat her almost as one of the bros. Yeah, like, I just, yeah. I love that. And she, she likes that too, bro. Like, but for me, bro, I just, yeah. After she had our son, bro, I was like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought you were on before. You're really on. You're really on now. <laughs> and you just, bro, you just love them even more, bro. Like, that's a hard task, bro, like, for breaking mm. bones and, you know, all of that stuff that goes in. So shout out to all our wahine, bro. Like, aye, aye. Especially those who have, like, five to eight. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. What's, so, um, what would be your number one just, like, whakaro or kōrero tip? For a new for a new parent, bro, a new dad or a new mum, what would be the number one? Even if it's something cheeky, like always remember to something, or what would be your number one quote at all, bro? Uh, Mokuaki, like if you are, because my my son's Maori Vietnamese, um, so we try and give him balance between all three deal. Um, he goes to Kohanga. But his mum speaks to him in Vietnamese. And then often he'll watch TV to which is bad. Then I don't encourage that. But <laughs> sometimes TV and the iPad are the best babysitters when you're busy, bro. Right. But we try and keep him grounded, bro. And I think in terms of tips on parenting, uh, that's quite hard trying to raise a trilingual kid um, who <laughs> sometimes gets confused or he just talks whatever whatever language comes out of his mouth is what we kind of respond back to him. But you just have to, um, like I said, you're not going to be ready. Um, but in saying that, you you can learn along the way, bro. Like just simple stuff like, um, like just being there, bro. I wish I was there more for for my son when he was first born, bro, because being a journo, especially for daily news, I was quite out and about often, bro, and mm. I missed out that kind of bonding at the start when he was first born, bro. Um, and so, yeah, just being there, bro, like eliminating um, minor priorities that you think is important and just being there, especially with your partner too, like just being there for your partner because oh, she just finished giving birth. Now she has to go through the, the pain of like breastfeeding which sometimes can be mamai and sometimes mm, mm. can be tiring bro and her body is still trying to recover um so just being there bro and um learning how to adapt with another human in your house <laughs> <laughs> and and just being being okay with that you know not everyone's going to be a hundred percent everything bro. it's impossible everyone's it's impossible to be a hundred percent every day but if you can um if you can you know step up every day being consistent showing up every day um then that's a win and that's probably the best tip i could give hey, awesome, bro. Bro. awesome bro um bro just off air at the moment um because um we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up we'll um i'll um 
give you a little outro, a fake outro. I always call it a fake outro, yeah, good, a, a staged goodbye. And I'll end the recording, cuz, and then we'll um, I'll have a, like a ten second little debrief, bro, and I'll let you get on with your yeah, your day. Bro. Is that cool, Shot bro? For today, yeah, all good. Awesome. Well, um, bro, mean caught it all. Thanks for your caught it all and fakaro on that, bro, and just. For hopping on and having having a yarn today, bro. I hope you enjoyed your first podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's always a weird thing, eh? You don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what to say, and it just comes out randomly. Um, but nothing. Nah, my bro. Thank you for um taking the time out to to have a yarn, bro. I really appreciate it, and um, hopefully there's some um, there's something in there. Good podcast. Thank you.